The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Thanks for tuning in to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, Managing Editor of Small Biz Ahead, and I want to welcome you to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, where we take a deeper look at the challenges facing small business owners. We also try to make you laugh along the way. With me today, as always, is Small Biz Ahead expert and small business owner, Gene Marks. Okay, we're back with another episode of your new favorite podcast, Small Biz Ahead, <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> with Elizabeth Larkin and Gene Marks. So this week, we're going to focus on time versus money, mm. which I think is one of the biggest struggles that small business owners have. I mean, Gene, you're a seasoned... Time is money, Elizabeth. <laughs> Remember that always. You're a seasoned pro at this point, mm. and you probably still struggle with yes. time versus money. Yes. Yes, it's a big issue. So we asked uh, the small biz community to send in their most pressing questions. And this week's questions are both about this topic. So let's get into this right after we hear from one of our sponsors. The Small Biz Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owners Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owners Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owners Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. Okay, so Stacy in Maryland asks... Stacy in Maryland? Maryland, yes. I'm always caught between... My daughter goes to school in Maryland, by the way. Really? Yes, that's okay. It's the University of Maryland. Nice, College Park. Good state, good place. Stacy, good place to live. I'm sorry, we're getting distracted. Yes, beautiful. Very beautiful. Love Maryland. Yes. Okay, so Stacy writes... I'm always caught between the idea of expanding my business and making more money Mm. and keeping my business small and having lots of free time. My business is an online illustration course. Is it even possible to keep a business small for a long period of time? I almost feel that if I'm not constantly updating my material, offerings, and strategies, my business will just evaporate. Is it possible to have work-life balance when you're in business for yourself. Man, stacy has got lots of questions. I know, I know. So this is a conundrum. Mm. I feel like this is something a lot of people suffer from, and I think even more, when you're a business owner and you don't have a boss telling you what to prioritize, how do you figure out what to prioritize? Like, what is the best use of your time? Do you focus on expanding your business, or do you focus on time management and just having a lot of free time for yourself? So I, I can speak about that just personally and also use some client examples I think would help you, Stacey, um, with this question. First, you know, for, firstly, my company, I, I have a 10-person company, okay? We have been 10 people now for like eight years, you know what I mean? I mean, different people have come and gone, not that much, but still. Um, so we, we've really... Um, I've not grown, like our, our revenues are, you know, they're like a few million dollars a year. They stayed at that level every year. Um, and, and that's what they have. Like I, growth is kind of overrated, you know, because I've kept it at 10 people. Um, my business um, gives me, offers me a living. 
and a livelihood and a livelihood for my people. Um, but because it's at a certain level, it's also allowed me some flexibility. You know what I mean? I can run away without anybody knowing here, for example, to spend time with you, Elizabeth, and yes. have these conversations or, or I see my coach my kids little league team or, you know, have flexibility and balance. Um, if I was running a company two or three times the size, yeah, I'd be making a lot more money, I guess. But number one, I wouldn't be, you know, having the kind of time available that I would have now. I'm sure of that. And number two is, I don't even think I'd be that good at it. So, so like Stacy, you have to say to yourself, you know, you're talking about spending time, you know, evolving your business, you know, making it better, having new offerings, new services, and all that. You have to do that anyway, just to maintain your existing business. You can't get fat and happy and sit there and not, you know, not update yourself and always be good. If you even want to just maintain the status quo, you got to be doing that. Growing your business, maybe you're. Just not the type of person to do it. Now, I have a client, a really good client, um, that based near Trenton, New Jersey, and um, four brothers run it, and um, they do about they're much bigger than my business and Stacy's business. It sounds like they 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 uh, distribute paper and film, boring, boring, boring. But they do about like twelve million dollars a year in sales. They have about a hundred employees. And um, they have aspirations of growing this business to like a $25 million a year business. And I've known these guys for like a while. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I, you know, I think they, they, it's nice that they're thinking of doing this and all that, but, um, uh, and that's what their goals are. And, and I give them you know, all hope that they can, but these guys, they are just not managers of a $25 million company. These guys like to leave work and drink beer and play golf and then come back and they, they want to have a life. They want to have a life. And I just know that it's a much different life when you're running a $25 million company versus a $12 million company. I don't think they have the skill set to do it. I, I really don't. I think that they're, they're going to, um, you know, revert to some of their old, you know, sort of ways. So I guess, Stacy, you know, the, the, the question is this, is that what kind of a life do you want to have? What do you want out of your business? If your business is providing a good livelihood and you've got balance and you can spend time with your family and that's what you want out of the very short time that you walk this planet, mm -hmm. then good for you. That's what a business does. You know, if you want to be queen of the universe and run a business 10 times the size because that's what jazzes you up, then great, go go for that as well. But there's nothing wrong with not growing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's overrated. Now, another spin on this question that I was thinking about is her business is an online illustration course. Yeah. So someone buys that course and that's it. Unless you create something new, you're not going to get any more money out of that person. True. So her, her real push should be marketing it to new customers constantly but she also feels like she needs to update her product all the time always so where right. would you be putting your time there right i mean first of all um it depends on how unupdated your product is i mean yeah. if it's an online illustration course and you think you, you can ride that for five years then you should be spending your time on marketing mm -hmm. if it's something that for you to stay current you got to be updating all the time then what could i say you got to be spending more time updating it so it really depends on what the product is. And in order to really grow your business in terms of more revenue, you would probably need to create an entirely new product. So you have these customers right. that have bought one online illustration course. Maybe they want to buy <laughs> Illustration 2.0 or something. Correct. Well, the other question is, is um, those customers themselves, if they bought your illustration course and they're happy with that course, um, would they, you know, what referrals and other kind of work can you get out of them? What are you doing to stay in touch with them? But 
There's always a 2.0, Elizabeth, right? Yep. And a 3.0 and a 4, you always have to be evolving. Um, I look at the products we sell, we sell technology, um, that stuff gets out of date. And I'm constantly thinking, should I be adding other services and other technologies to either complement or substitute, take over from stuff that's growing out of date? So, um, and that's just to stay current. That's just to maintain a certain revenue stream without even thinking of growing. Um, you always have to have that mindset. All right, question two coming up after we hear from our sponsor. Are you looking to expand and grow your small business but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, question two comes from Ryan from Florida, another Florida Another Floridian. We talked to a person from Florida last time. It is a very big state. Yes. And obviously a lot of small business owners there. Yes. Okay, so this is a kind of long question and... Fun fact about Florida, not allowed to do skydiving on a Sunday. That's Why? a state law. Don't, don't know, but it's just wow. a, it's a state law. Weird. Okay. okay. Yep. Good to know mm -hmm. if you're planning a vacation in Florida. <laughs> Or moving there to skydive. Yeah, well, yeah, you play big skydiving plans. You know, you're gonna have to take a day of rest on Sunday. All right. So Ryan in Florida asks, I run an online business selling information products. Okay. I know a lot about the products that I sell, but very little about building websites, marketing, advertising, and SEO. For anyone wondering, SEO is search engine optimization. My budget is tight, so hiring freelancers isn't always an option, and unfortunately, I don't have a lot of free time. I'm always caught between determining if I should learn a new skill, such as web development, hire a freelancer, or stick with what I have, which in this case is an outdated website. Is there any way to determine when to commit to learning a new skill or when to hire a freelancer? Oh my God. Or when to accept that a certain aspect of my business will be outdated for a period of time. So I have very strong opinions on go, this. Go, go. So. What does he sell by the way? What's his product? He just said online products. Online products, okay. So. If you don't have the skill to do something, you need to hire someone to do it. Unless you're dying to learn web design, you need to hire someone to do that. Now, the question I would have for Gene then, and I think you'd agree with that, Gene. 100%. The question I would have is, if you don't know anything about, for instance, SEO, and you hire a freelancer, how do you manage that freelancer? Because right. you don't know, I mean, how do you come up with benchmarks to say, or metrics to judge them by. Yeah, it, it's certainly an issue. First of all, I have to say this, Elizabeth, the, um, Ryan, dude, I mean, you're selling stuff online <laughs> and like you really don't know anything about all this stuff, like website design and search engine optimization and all like, it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you're saying like, I'm a contractor, but I just don't know anything about this hammering stuff. <laughs> and don't ask me anything about sawing. Or, I, you know, I have a feeling he knows more than he thinks he does. Okay. He probably doesn't know how to code, but he knows like what WordPress is. Okay. I, I'm I mean, guessing, I'm guessing. Cause if you sell online products, like you have a website, like that was the first thing you did when right. you started your business. Right. So look, I mean, it, when it comes to, it, Let's talk specifics for Ryan, and then I'd like to comment on your thing about about hiring people, how you manage them, or whatever. First of all, if you're if you're setting up an online business in 2016, 
and you're a small business owner, there are so many out of the box services that are available to you that will enable you, that, 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 that provide all those resources to you so you don't have to be an expert. So, you know, there's you know, Amazon, for example, if you're an Amazon seller, the eBay is another great site, GoDaddy, Yahoo Business, Google Business. This is all just, I'm just naming just a few. There's a great service called Yodel, which all you can set up your website and to sell online. The same thing with uh, YP. Right, the old yep. yellow pages will provide those services. Or Shopify. Shopify, perfectly. Shopkeep is another place. I mean, there's a ton of different yep. places. And if you, you know, th what th what they do to exist is they speak to people like Ryan to say, okay, look, you want to sell your products online. You know what you know about your products. We know what we know about selling online. Mm -hmm. So sign up for our service, pay the, and we're going to provide you with the templates, the website design, the search engine optimization tools, and all, all that good stuff so that you can um, do what you got to do. So that's my recommendation to him is like, don't build anything from scratch. Don't get into web, being your own website designer, you know, is like, it's a whole, it's a profession. It's yeah. an expertise. You don't have the time to do that. You're trying to sell your product. Unless right? you're very interested in it. Sure. And I know, like for instance, the the new thing now. I don't want to scare anyone who maybe doesn't know anything of doesn't even know the basics of this. But the new thing now is you really need to be able to if you're selling something online, you need to be able to test your calls to action. Right. And you don't want to have to have a custom site where you have to pay someone to make right. all those updates. Sure. Sure. So yeah, learning the basics. If you have the time and you're interested, learning the basics of website design is probably a good use of your time. But web, I mean web development, not uh, web design, but you're not, unless you're going to go out and like market your skills to other businesses, it's probably not worth like getting a certification yep. in it or something. And you know, you made an interesting point to say like, you know, if you're interested in it, you can learn more. Um, I'll argue with you and to the extent that it's important that you know something. Um, it's nice that you're interested, but it there has to be a return on investment. And like, you know, Bill Gates has always said historically, he's a developer, he loves to code. You know what I mean? Like he was always interested in writing development, you know, but he put that interest aside to build, you know, build his company. So if you're looking to make money and build a business, it may not be necessarily what you're, what you're so much interested to do versus what you're willing to spend your time doing to make, to make more money. Now, getting back to Ryan's original question though, is like, let's say he goes with, um, uh, you know, Google business or with GoDaddy or with, Yodel or Amazon or whatever, it, it's still going to take a commitment of time. I mean, these, you don't just snap your fingers and set up an online store on Amazon. And not only that, Amazon, to use them as an example, they provide so many awesome tools and things that you can take advantage of. But then, you know, Ryan, do you have the time to really become an expert at that? So what my recommendation is, is that you pick a service like that, that, that provides you with all those tools and the templates and everything out of the box. You can certainly get yourself up to speed and familiarize yourself with what the features are, but now, now, you wanna then go on LinkedIn or Upwork or Guru or Craigslist or somewhere to find somebody that's got experience working with that platform. Like to have a good consultant that can work with you for a few hours a week or a day or a week who, who works your Amazon site. So they have to create anything from scratch, but they've got experience and expertise, you know, exploiting all the tools and capabilities that an Amazon or an eBay or any of those sites will give 
um, to you. That's my recommendation is to okay. start with that foundation and then bring in somebody to help you out. So Amazon will let you build a website or it will um, let you build a listing for your product? Yeah, it's listing, but then you can customize it significantly oh, okay. into your own little site. Oh, I mean, I you, Am, know you know, Amazon resellers have got their own, you know, oh, okay. their, their own sites that are there where you can link back to your own site if you want to build something else up. Um, okay, <laughs> great. Now, Back to my question, though. If you have a skills gap, how do you manage freelancers? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I deal with this all the time because I hire uh, developers. Um, we, we were talking before, like I have like a digital marketing person. She's a freelancer. She gives me 20 hours a week. And I don't know, SEO from, you know what I mean, from yeah. the NFL. So it's, it's kind of <laughs> tough to, to, you can't become an expert. So you're just relying on them to do what you want to do. Um, I, that's a, the reason why that's tough is because to really become good at managing somebody, you almost have to have your own experience. You're never going to be that great at yeah. it unless you came from that field. So if I was managing somebody doing a CRM project or that's doing accounting work, I'd be great at that because I've done all that stuff. But the SEO is like, uh, it's just dark matter, you know, yep. to me and how that all works. So you are going to have to rely to an extent. My advice, though, is that um, if you hire a freelancer to to um, do like your search engine optimization, there are certain metrics that are clear with search engine optimization. It's views. It's clicks to your site. Um, it's it's um, you know it's it's social media followers, whether it's Twitter or fans or likes on Facebook or connections on LinkedIn. You want to have like specific metrics. So from my you know search engine optimization, digital marketing person that's helping me with this stuff. You know we've set up just some basic like listen, I've hired you. I have X amount of. Twitter followers now. Um, my expectation is within six months I'm going to have X amount more. Yeah, yes. black and white. I mean, in the end, it's it's all about getting hits on your website, isn't it? And you know, yeah. or, or or followers on your social media sites. So I kind of make it just very black and white. And you're you're doing your job well if we hit those if we hit those goals. And if you're falling short, then we need to understand why. Another thing I want to add is that there are people out there who do marketing coaching. Hmm. And they cover all of these topics, building websites, marketing, advertising, what kind of platform should I use? Um, what kind of ad service should I use? So that way you don't have to sit there and shift through all this stuff and do the research. They've already done it. And some of them, you can just grab an hour of their time for like $100. And yep. that might actually save you five to six hours of online research and Googling. And so search out that. I mean, you can just Google marketing coach. You can get a local one. You can look for one online in your industry. And, you know, I'm all about like just pay someone $100 to save yourself five hours. I always think that's a, that's a good use of your time. Completely agree. And I'd like to offer as well, and Elizabeth, let's put in the show notes, Some um, I've got a few names of some good marketing consultants oh, and social media people that will put uh, their websites in, in, in the show notes that you can certainly um, reach out to. And I hope um, as our podcast continues and in the future, we might bring in some of these people on to get into some details That would about be this. great. That yep. would be great just to get the basics. Okay, we're gonna hear from our sponsor one more time and then we're gonna have a bonus question for Jean. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.
All right, so we're back, and I have a bonus question for Jean. The bonus, the bonus round. round. All Yay. right, bring it on. Got to okay. ask you anything about the Godfather. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm ready. <laughs> what do you think? Actually, it is about a movie. Oh, okay. What do you think is the movie that best depicts your super bad <laughs> your <laughs> life as a small business owner? <laughs> what do I think uh, best depicts my life as a small business owner? Is it a like a triumph, a struggle? Easy. It's uh, it's Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. That's so good. Yeah, That's such that is a good my answer. life as a as a small business owner. And the reason why, think about it. You know, you know. It's really, people romanticize what it's like to run a small business. It's a very repetitive thing, right? I mean, you're just <laughs> running a business. It's not, you know, it's, it's not like you're, you're changing the world in your own little way, mm -hmm. but let's not get it over. A little actually. bit every day. Yeah, you're making a living, right? It's the same customers. It's the same arguments. It's the same yelling. It's the same people <laughs> that don't pay you. It's the same people that don't do what they're going to say they're going to do. It's like you're reliving that, you know? But like Groundhog Day, Bill Murray ultimately got Andy McDell at the end of that movie. <laughs> and the true. way that he got her is because he worked at it for endless days. Yep. Remember, he became fluent in French. He learned how to play the piano. He <laughs> all this great stuff that he was learning to do. Um, and then, of course, he learned how to be himself. But he, he educated himself. So I, although I say it's very repetitive, I've been doing this now. I started my company in 1994. Wow. So, God, so it's like 22 years now. So, uh, you know, even though it's very repetitive, I've gotten better. I've gotten better at it. And um, I've gotten to the point now where uh, when you run a business, you, um, you know, I can meet prospective customers or talk to them on the phone pretty much know within 30 seconds if they're for real or for not. I've gotten pretty good at qualifying, you know. Yep. I've gotten used to the excuses, gotten used to the baloney that people throw at you. Like, <laughs> if you do this for free, I know a lot of people. I can get you a lot of custody, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've also learned to um, identify, like, uh, I've, I've become um, more self-confident, just like Bill Murray, uh, more educated, more experienced to answer questions, um, more willing to walk away uh, from opportunities if I didn't think that it was going to be the right thing. So, um, and all of this while being by being done in an idyllic little Pennsylvania town. <laughs> of course, mine is Ballykinwood, Pennsylvania, but you know, oh not exactly uh, as nice as uh, Puxtawney, Pennsylvania, but same time. Anytime you can equate yourself with Bill Murray, oh, it's man. like a good day. He is the man. He <laughs> is the, the man. man. So I will equate myself with Bill Murray. So oh to answer gosh. your question, it's Groundhog Day. Bill Murray is like a, uh, uh, I mean, he shows up. He was in Philly, where I'm from. His son got married in Philadelphia last summer. And, uh, he was all over town. He just like on really? his own. He's like dive bars, like in town. People were like, and he just goes in the bars and introduces himself and hangs out with people. And yeah, he's hilarious. He's a hilarious guy. I can see that. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us again this week. We'll be back next week. We're going to be talking more about websites and online presences. In the meantime, you can find Small Biz Ahead by Googling Small Biz Ahead. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And while you're up there, you should also definitely sign up for our weekly email because we send out all of Jean's articles. We send out reminders for this podcast and we send out all of the great content that we have on that site every week. We never spam you. We always save your email address. It's very important to us. And I think that we'll hit your mailboxes around 10 p.m. Eastern every Monday, so you can expect to hear from us then. So Google Small Biz Ahead, and the email sign-up is right on the right side of the screen, as well as all of Jean's amazing articles. Thanks.